Am I reaching? Am I reaching if I say that was a little bit of a crack of sunlight as we went through the morning hours? <laughs> because as we go from those images to a live image outside, you can see the clouds are coming back in and coming back in quickly. Newscopter 7 was out this morning. Wow. So the reason I was so excited, and I think some of you were too, it's really the first glimpse we had uh, of sunshine between the cloud deck for a while. Now we have full sunny days coming, but okay. you know. Yeah, so much that we'd launch newscopters. <laughs> that's, that's where we sort of. a really cool shot. Uh, welcome to Eyewitness News Mornings at 10. Um, it is the start of February, which means it's also the start of Black, Black History Month. Yes, we are going to be celebrating every day this month here on Channel 7. I saw the list of some of the stories that we're working on, the interesting people, places. You definitely want to stick with us. Very, very cool. Yeah, I mean, so much that we have coming up over the course of the hour, and we're going to take you to the subway train of the future. Governor Hochul is planning to end up here after she rides one of these new open gangway trains. Mm -hmm. She's also making a big transit announcement today, so the governor in town to talk transit here today. I didn't understand why it was called open gangway train, but apparently it has that 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 rubberized connector connection yes. between like the cars, accordion. like a bus. Now, I don't, yeah, like an accordion. I don't know if you're going to be able to walk through the there, there but apparently yeah. that's yeah. why it's called a gangway train. Also, uh, what to make of a new report from the World Health Organization about growing rates of cancer across the globe, folks? So, what cancers are driving this increase, and is there any any way that we can fight back? It's a legitimate question, and Dr. Sutton will join us with some of the answers to yeah, those. It's, it's questions. pretty uns unsettling and so It is when you will. see the numbers. Um, yeah. And tomorrow is Groundhog Day. Oh. Yes, Sam. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see how Sam Champion stacks mm -hmm. up against his fellow forecasters. And mm -hmm. if you are wondering if we mean Sam Champion the human, <laughs> no, no. As this Sam Champion has told you, there is one um, a groundhog. That's Sam Champion the groundhog. Look how cute he is. Yes. So if, if I'm going to go groundhog, best looking. I'm going with the best looking groundhog on the planet, and that would be that one. You guys right. eat snacks the same way. That's, that's <laughs> like a little. My, my cheeks are full right now. <laughs> Uh, you get really annoyed with the whole Groundhog Day, don't you? I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, but now that they named it after you, you're. I'm go. totally in. My, my goes that big, people. It's, I'm totally in. What is the weather looking All like right, today? Let's get going because we've got to get you ready for whatever you're doing. Um, and there are some big headlines to come along with. Not just the fact that tomorrow's Groundhog Day and likely that we'll see shadows there. But by the time we get to the weekend, our little taste of sunshine that we had this morning is full on, and it's for days and days. So now already we're beginning to see in a lot of the area, particularly over the city, those clouds come back at us. It's a cold front that comes in our direction overnight tonight. We'll get a few sh scattered showers and sprinkles that'll last into even the commute time tomorrow. So join us tomorrow morning. Eyewitness News 6 a.m. You can you know, start with us at 430 if you'd like and we'll get you through that commute. There'll be a few wet road services, not much more than that. You can see the clouds are clustering as they move through the area. So we're getting more in as we go hour by hour today. I still think we're going to squeeze out that 49 degrees for the city high temperature. There'll be a 50 degree temperature probably likely on the Jersey Shore right there. Tom's River will probably get it. 3944 will be our northernmost numbers for highs today. And the clouds do come back at us. So if you see the sunshine where you are right now, enjoy it. Breathe deeply. Soak it in. Soak it in. All right, so much to get to this hour, including some of the top headlines we're following right now. Two people seriously hurt after a car collided with a school bus. This happened in South Brunswick, New Jersey. It happened last night. There were two students on board the bus who were uninjured. The bus driver received some minor injuries, but Route 130 and Stoltz Road closed for a bit of time, but have since reopened. All right, and also today we're expecting to learn more about the project to replace, you know, the old Port Authority bus terminal that was state-of-the-art in 1950 when it opened? 
And well, now this one's state of the art for now. Port Authority officials will be joined by local lawmakers for the announcement. The project is currently undergoing a federal environmental review. How nice would it be to have a state of the art transit hub? And two more arrests made in connection with an attack on two police officers in Times Square. Police say the attackers are recent asylum seekers. As you see, that attack caught on camera, and this attack really reigniting the debate about New York's bail laws. Eyewitness News reporter Janice Hughes has been following the case. She's live in Midtown with an update. Janice. Good morning, guys. So police are still searching for at least five other people involved in that assault and that scuffle between migrants and the two police officers. And the Manhattan DA this morning is asking any witnesses to come forward so that they can uh, identify who these other men are and then arrest them. So I'm going to show you that video one more time. I know we've been showing it all morning long, but take a look. I mean, this is just it's brutal. It's hard to watch. You can see a group of men kicking and punching punching the two NYPD officers. This is on the sidewalk outside of a migrant shelter on 42nd Street. So if you look at that man who's in that yellow, he is one of the men who was arrested last night. So he and that other man are charged with felony assault and robbery, and they're accused of stealing the officer's cell phones during the attack as well. Now, according to the NYPD, the two officers were trying to break up the disorderly group when things escalated. Five other people have been arrested, so in total, seven people now. Uh, the five who are arrested first, they are charged with assault on an officer as well as gang assault. We're not going to tolerate individuals attacking our police officers. That's not going to happen. We will comb this globe to look for you and bring you to justice. Well, our Josh Einiger did an exclusive ride along with the NYPD last night as officers patrolled the city and confiscated unregistered scooters, which sometimes belong to migrants. There's been a growing concern about those scooters, uh, but officers were also searching for others who are involved in the attack against two of their own. So I did mention or Mike, excuse me, did mention earlier that this is reigniting the discussion about bail, right? So all seven of the men who have been arrested so far have been released without bail. And so Kathy Hochul, Governor Kathy Hochul was asked how she feels about this. Does she think this is okay? And she said that she's not satisfied with this and that she is looking to judges and prosecutors to do the right thing. Back to you guys. All right, Janice, thank you for that. Uh, Justin, we've got some breaking news. We've learned a woman struck in a possible hit and run in Queens this morning has died. It happened at 37th Avenue and 90th Street in Jackson Heights. The 61 year old woman was rushed to the hospital where she was unfortunately pronounced dead. Police say they are looking for a blue sedan that may have left the scene. Police searching for the gunman who shot and killed a 23 year old man in Brooklyn. The deadly shooting happened yesterday evening in Crown Heights. Cops say the gunman walked up to the victim near Union Street and Utica Avenue and opened fire, hitting the victim several times. This shooting was the second in that area in less than 48 hours. A 21 year old man was shot and killed on Tuesday. So now police are looking into whether the two shootings are connected. Testimony continues in Brooklyn today in the trial of the two men accused of murdering legendary DJ Jam Master J. Yesterday, Tony Rincon, an eyewitness to the murder, said he watched as Carl Jordan Jr. walked into the Queens recording studio, gave Jam Master J a half handshake, and then opened fire. Rincon's sworn testimony was the first time he identified a shooter by the name. Mm. Uh, before that, he's maintained that he didn't know who killed Jam Master J, even when police asked him. Ronald Washington is also charged with murder in the case. 
Well, tension building among Republicans in Congress over potential immigration and border legislation. Former President Trump has said he wants to kill the bipartisan bill as he gears up a run against former or excuse me, against President Biden in the general election. But Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is vowing to push it forward. Obviously, this is an incredibly challenging uh, political discussion we've been having. I still favor trying to make law when you can. The bad border deal would be worse than no deal at all. The House passed a $78 billion bipartisan tax package that would temporarily expand the child tax credit. The expansion would mainly benefit lower-income families. Hmm. And now to New York City schools. Chancellor David Banks has announced uh, brand-new initiatives that are aimed at improving the quality of special needs education, and particularly for kids who are on the spectrum. By next school year, children with autism in three local school districts will be guaranteed a spot in specialized public programs in their neighborhoods. Now, this is an effort that many families have said this is so needed to prevent families from having to seek private programs or to travel long distances to find their children a proper education. This past year, uh, students in many states made big gains in both math and reading, but it's still not enough to make up for the pandemic achievement losses. New analysis of standardized test score data by researchers at Stanford and Harvard shows that in math, which saw some of the greatest learning losses, students have made up about one third of what they lost and have made up a quarter in reading. While the gains were larger than researchers expected, it shows that many students are not on pace to catch up before the expiration of that $122 billion federal aid package. That happens in September. So those funds paid for extra help like tutoring, which is yeah. so key to yeah. bring yeah. kids up to speed, summer school as well at schools across the country. Yeah. However your brain is organized, like math was so hard for me. And if I, yeah. you know, my dad was a math whiz, so he was my tutor. But, you know, if, you, if something's difficult for you, you've got to have extra mm -hmm. help. Now, still the gap between students from higher and lower income communities, which has already been a huge difference before the pandemic, well, that's actually widened, and it's not a, really a surprise. One of the factors being that schools in lower income communities stayed remote for longer in the 2020-2021 school year. So that was one of the problems in getting everybody to catch up at the same pace. Right, so like you said, the, the gap has widened and now inequality is even more. You don't want to see that. So we want to, yeah, you want to help these kids get to the same learning yeah, pace. Definitely. Coming up, an urgent warning and recall that you need to know about. The eye drops that could be harming rather than helping. And then don't look down. Really, Ooh. don't look down. Ooh. The high wire act that is happening oh. inside one iconic New York City landmark. Is it today? No, today. no, no. Oof. If that yes. happens today? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this today. Evening. It's a big deal. He's 74 years old. It's just remarkable. We're going to hear yeah. exactly what he's planning to do. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Hi. All that, guys? Yeah, it's I not do. me. <laughs> it's the kimchi. Oh, it might be a little bit of me. Yeah, this is kimchi. Um, so you're going to... So, I'm, so I brought some good news with me. Okay, with February this. 1st, we're checking in. A lot okay. of people had those health New Year's resolutions. And we're yes. talking about something that, you know, maybe it's not restricting. It's something you could add to your diet okay. to help shrink your waistline. It's a new study that suggests that kimchi could actually be the key to a smaller waistline. I've never tried it. So I went out this morning on a little adventure and went to the grocery store and bought me some kimchi. Okay. Um, if you like me, you haven't tried it. It's a traditional Korean dish made of spicy fermented vegetables, which are actually the three categories of foods I don't eat. Mm -hmm. Spicy, fermented, or vegetable. vegetables. Yeah, so it's made out of cabbage or radish typically. And this study was done by the company behind the British Medical Journal. 
not a kimchi production company. So that's why I immediately was like, okay, this is legit. It wasn't funded by someone who's trying to sell kimchi. And they found that up to three servings of kimchi per day was associated with a lower risk Wait of a minute. Ob three a day? Three servings a day. Okay. What's a serving? Lower like, risk okay. of obesity with fat reduction in the tummy area. Oh, wait. So oh. one serving is 15 calories. That would be mm -hmm. 45 calories. And I think one serving was a like that, tablespoon right? or two. Okay. So it's I've never tried it. What do you, uh, what do you make? Well, if you like pickles, you probably would like <laughs> yeah, pickles. It's so good. Do you like pickles, Danny? I like pickles. Do not like this. So there's, <laughs> there's I, I kind of do, but I grew into it. And there's a way to get yourself into yeah. it. And uh -huh. it's kind of with food. So okay. like to me, kimchi on a burger, you know, oh, yeah, is yeah. An, is, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. So if you, kimchi if you, on pho, right? If you're having, you that, can't say that on TV. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, I get that. <laughs> that thing is, but I thought the also, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but kimchi also has pre and probiotics. Yeah. It's yep. great okay. Super for good your for gut you. health. Yeah. And inflammation starts in the gut. So, right. I mean, sure does. There's Listen, a lot of reason to. You put that on a burger. Like I'm there. Let's go. Let's do it. You and know? it's hard to eat on its own, but yeah. but eventually you can even get to that. Yeah. Okay. I'll just trust you. I personally am kind of rooting for, you know how sometimes in these studies it flip-flops, like one day it'll kill you, oh, one yeah, day yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping for the flop of this flip, but all right, let's move on. <laughs> Did you guys see this viral moment from the Wheel of Fortune? Okay. People on social media talking about it. It's a viral moment that our, even our friends over at Good Morning America, you know, have kind of been divided over. Women are saying, or people are saying that this woman actually solved the puzzle, but was not given the win. So let's listen to her answer. Good luck. Something orchid. Pony orchid. You might have been overthinking, thinking of a type of orchid. Pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry that didn't work she out. She exactly. said, I'm sorry. She clearly But there's a said. delay, right? You so can't have the delay. That, and that's what people are saying. Obviously, she said pony orchid at the end. end. But at the beginning, she, didn't you hear pink orchid? Yeah, but then there were so many seconds in between, right? And they have that thing where you yeah. can't say the first part and the second part like 10 seconds apart. You would know Is the that, rules of wheel. I have, I, have, I have so, <laughs> so always right, wanted though. to be the host on that show. That's sorry, right. Pat, but I always did. And I would have given it to her. I okay. would have said, nope, there you go. Pink well, orchid. Megan enjoyed Good Morning America this morning, <laughs> and you can kind of hear what she thought. So what, So she didn't get it? She, uh, she's oh, going to tell sorry. you. Sorry. Come on, my You know, I wish I said pink because I would have been $40,000 richer, but I said something. My son, the entire way home, because my eight-year-old son was in the audience with me in the whole way home front, because we live in Orange County, the whole way home from L.A., Mom, I can't believe you didn't get pink. I can't believe you didn't get pink. So that word has already been haunting me, and now all of America believes that I said it. Aww. So she still went home with $14,000, oh, not sorry, a total Pat. loss. But... I'm sorry, Pat, I apologize. <gasps> yeah, but we were all rooting for her, right? Yeah. Okay, finally, this is my favorite story of the day. Tomorrow is Groundhog Day. Typically, <laughs> people who forecast weather for a living don't love this day. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason that I love it. Not because this groundhog is dead. <laughs> wow, okay, Wait. let's go. Oh, for wow. one <laughs> town in <Whoa>. New Jersey, <laughs> they have to rely on humans instead of rodents once again. We're talking about Milltown, yeah. where they once had Milltown Med uh, Mel Milltown Mel mm -hmm. but he died RIP to him and they've had a hard time trying to replace, replace the him. groundhog oh, right so they're vowing to find a groundhog uh, for next year but tomorrow they'll have to rely on their likes of Punxsutawney Phil mm -hmm. Staten Island Chuck and my personal favorite groundhog Sam Champion I get it 
the rodent version, oh, look at of course. Look why, at Danny, This why? groundhog hails from Long Island <laughs> uh -huh. and has been, and I quote, given the distinct, distinct honor of being called the cutest groundhog of all time by our very own <laughs> Sam Champion. How do you find uh, his predictions? So he's normally about 70% right. So he does have a pretty good running. But, you know, sometimes he does make a mistake or two. Well, I mean, I think we can forgive him. He's certainly cute. <laughs> so I wanted to look at the numbers, right? Right. <laughs> Our groundhog's even worth listening to. Okay. You know, Punxsutawney Phil, 40% accuracy. Sam Champion, parentheses, groundhog, 70% mm -hmm. accuracy. Mm -hmm. Sam Champion, parentheses, human man, 99.999. I'm wondering, Sam, where is that point zero zero one? Well, Danny, this wow. is what I always tell people. Um, I, I thought I was wrong once, but then I was wrong about that, so that oh. counted as being wrong. That hurts. Okay, so that's <laughs> That actually, that makes sense to me. I agree. I've never once heard you be wrong. Um, um, did you make the graphic? Are you guys done? Are you guys done? <laughs> Are you are you mad that that we're more on, accurate we, than a little rodent? Gonna have some more just, kimchi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't blame you. <laughs> I trust you every time, Sam. Thank I'm rocking with you every I've time. I've got some mints for you afterwards. I know. Thank kimchi. you for that. Okay, let's talk about this because this is wild. Famed high wire walker Philippe Petit. I'm so glad I finally get to say his name. You said yeah. it all morning long. I get a chance to say that. <laughs> He'll be back on a tightrope today. The 74-year-old, 74 years old. Yeah. He's set to walk across the Cathedral of St. John the Divine in Morningside Heights, suspended about 30 feet in the air. Uh, the performance is being called The Ribbon Walk. He's going to walk through the Divine Pathway art installation. Cam did that story when they first put that art installation in. Um, throughout the church, and get this, guys, he's doing it without a safety wire. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's like you've seen surfers, right, who have a, something attached to their their leg, and then it's attached to the wire. He's not using that. Yeah. So I remember when we did the big Nick Walendo walk on ABC, mm -hmm. the big question was whether or not Nick would wear one, and he did not want to. Yeah. Um, but, but ABC required him to wear it because, you know, it's one right. of those safety things, right? And imagine yeah. him trying to walk through with all of these, like, you know, Thousands of ribbons that yeah. are hanging That's from a the top right? of the cathedral. Right. Petit has been an artist in residence, by the way, at the church. That's the connection there since being arrested for walking across <laughs> the 601 foot long nave back in 1980. By the way, that means the center yeah. of the church. Got it. For the majority of the so he's well known for his high wire acts. His most famous and maybe infamous was the walk across the Twin Towers back in 1974. Look at this young man and then remember the Twin Towers and remember that. That's a scary walk. He spent 45 minutes more than 1,300 feet in the air crossing between the North and South Towers. He did that illegally as well. He was arrested for the stunt, but charges were dropped in an exchange for a free kid show in Central Park. That's the way we rolled yeah. in the 70s. Wow. Uh, back into the big event at St. John the Divine. That walk is set to take place tonight at 6 p.m. You can actually purchase tickets. I think it's a fundraiser. I'm not fully yeah, aware the, of it. The general admission tickets, 25 to $50. Yeah. Okay. And you know, you have VIP seats and different things like that. Uh, step it up as well. But it's interesting. So when he was arrested for walking the nave at the same yeah. cathedral many 
many decades ago. He was arrested, but back then Reverend Morton took the handcuffs off and said, we're going to call you artist in residence. It was a oh, title that he cherished. That so what does so that cool. mean? Well, it means that at the time he would change light bulbs in the cathedral because he was the only one brave enough <laughs> to get up there and change them. And so now many, many years later, it's a great relationship. I love that yeah, story. And they're going to be doing that, that tonight. That, yeah. yeah. What a moment. Yeah, it's going to be pretty it. special. You have yeah. to be eight and older. So if you're thinking about bringing the kiddos, they do have to be eight and older to attend That's that right. event tonight. 6 p.m. Like that. The magnitude of cancer certainly is increasing. As we said, we have 20 million new cases of cancer. Lung cancer now is, a, is, a, is the most common cancer. It's the most common uh, cause of cancer death as well. Uh, it's, it's really um, become very important in, in many different parts of the world. And it's a leading cancer in, in many, many countries. Well, the World Health, we're here with Dr. Sutton. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Darian's here. And we're talking about this World Health Organization releasing these new sobering estimates this morning on the global burden of cancer. And what does that mean? We're going to break that down and how you can take some, some steps right now to, to, to protect yourself. Dr. Darian, thanks for coming in. Um, thanks for having me. Let's talk about these numbers because when you talk about globally, yes. these cancers, I mean, it affects so many people, as we know. But when you actually see it in data form, it's staggering. It's staggering. Some of these numbers, when you look at the year 2022, the rate of new cases of cancer was around 20 million. When you look at the projections for 2050, that number is expected to increase more than 75%. We're talking about 35 million cases or new cases of cancer, and that includes things as lung cancer, breast cancer, prostate cancer, and so on. We've made so much progress, though. We talk about it, these studies that make these phenomenal breakthroughs. Yes. Um, but as far as we've come, it's something else that's blaring with this, with these numbers. It's speak to that. The disparities and the differences. There when you, you look at the availability of access to care, and most notably preventative care, you know, talking about a diagnosis when I'm in the emergency room and I'm seeing a patient who comes in after missing preventative screenings, after foregoing visits with the doctor, and I'm seeing them at the end stages of their disease, uh, many people think that that's a choice. But when we look at the access to care, for many, that is their only option. And so uh, what concerns me is that we see this incidence with the new rate but yeah. we're also seeing in certain countries that don't have access an increase in mortality or death. Yeah. And that is what's concerning. Now, before you get too upset about these numbers, because they can be upsetting, we're yes. doing some things right. People yes. are living longer. Our population's living longer. Absolutely. But what can I do in general and, and more than just, well, drink water and, you know, what, what can I do? You know, that, that is always discussed, especially if you look at recent publications, for example, from Harvard Health. They do this thing called Ten Commandments of Preventing Cancer. And I think it's interesting. It starts out with things you would expect, getting sleep, eating a healthy <laughs> diet, avoiding yeah. diabetes. These are, these are things that we all should know. Yeah. But I think what's more interesting, the effect of things that we do every day, sleep, for example, you know, not getting enough sleep collectively adds up mm. over time. I know I'm speaking to three yeah, people you're probably. Yeah, you're the wrong, the, 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 the wrong audience for getting sleep. <laughs> probably yeah. you don't get enough either, right? Managing stress, managing our diet. When you yeah. look at the increased rates, specifically, we've talked about this before, in younger audiences, increasing rates of new yeah. cancer diagnosis. Many sus uh, suspect that our processed foods might be associated with that, and I highly suspect that as well but as much as we do that it's just mind-boggling and so hard to keep up with it yeah. because you know great diet but then you're also dealing with some environmental issues we're talking about like microplastics yes. and all these things that a lot smoke of us are exposed smog. to smog yeah absolutely these are toxic substances that collectively over time can have a negative effect and the longer we live the more exposed we are so I think as a population as a community we have to pay attention to our risk factors and avoid yeah. them when we talk about forest fires and smoke inhalation 
inflammation, that's a time when I'm saying, you know, that's another time to grab that high quality mask. You should not be inhaling that. Wow. Totally agree. In general, also talking about other factors that we can avoid, you know, obviously avoiding smoking uh, as much as you can, right. avoiding drinking as much as you can. These are really key quality factors in life. Aside from that, checking in with your doctor getting those preventative screenings. We talk about the incidence or new rate of cancer, but it's really unfortunate when you have a case that has been missed by missing preventative screenings. I think it's really important to check in with your doctor. Mammograms, colonoscopies, uh, discussions about prostate cancer, these are really important. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take the, uh, the unofficial beating for that. I'm someone who doesn't like to go to the doctor. I'll push off my appointment every time. So give us the round, tell us, I mean, we should be getting, we should be getting these screenings, what, after 40? Four? I think at 40, we should start having discussions with our doctor about what is our risk. We should start having discussions with our family about mm -hmm. their history so that when we walk into the physician's office, we're more informed about our personal history and then we should discuss what is the plan you know yeah. making plans a year ahead of time I think it's really yeah. helpful I also believe it or not do not like going to the doctor <laughs> Wait a I know I know I know I think it's because it's a moment of um, vulnerability you know, vulnerability <laughs> it is and I feel it is very much in that vulnerability sense yeah. and I think there's a lot to be said about that especially as a man as men we constantly yeah. feel as though we need to be strong and can't be yeah. weak no I I agree with totally you agree. see I, I use my doctor visit when you come in probably not we gotta do something no, or yeah. Dr. Darian, thanks for It doesn't count. <laughs> Send me the invoice later. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I bet. Thank you, as always. Insurance. All right. Thank you, doctor. Of course.